Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now be about that time to talk comics crowdfunding <laughs> creators uh whatever we can talk about it's explain yourself my name is kevin joseph uh my co-host will allred is here will how has your week been a good week i've got to uh i've got nothing done after uh my work day because i've been playing the heck out of legend of zelda tears of the kingdom so it's been a good week so extremely productive for you i know i know, I know you and zelda so uh that's great oscar it's great to meet you we have oscar osario in to talk about his zoop crowdfunding project a never-ending adventure uh it's great to meet you oscar so what yeah, brought, we're gonna do one quick thing is it's like what brought you into the indie comic scene and then we'll we'll talk about all the other junk yeah yeah no thank you thank you for having me nice to meet you guys uh, well, for for my my origin story is that I was a, a fan of comics for uh, more than ten years, and I've been reading. I'm I'm from Peru. I'm here in Peru right now, and in 2010, I think it was the first time that we got like a, a local newspaper to start publishing some books, and I started reading. I fell in love with with superheroes and with Marvel stuff, and it's been like a, a learned journey of loving comic books and. Uh, with the pass of time, I also started writing articles, reviews, opinions. I, I wanted to share. I, I got so many books read, like I had a lot of knowledge and I wanted to share it with people because uh, even I think in the in the U.S. it's uh, not so common for people to know about this stuff like so much. It's always like you have this like group of people. So here in Peru is even less common. So I was the guy that knew everything, the heroes, the superheroes and, every, and that stuff, like the Marvel guy. So... I wanted to share it with my friends, my family, and I started writing and in, in attending with, to conventions and started also learning how to write. I got this idea and it became clear to me that this was my passion and that I wanted to eventually become a comic book writer. And last uh, year I had this personal opportunity to go full time into this. I was working for a corporate, uh, corporate job 
for five years and I completely changed my path and I'm now I'm full into comics and I want to start creating and seeing what I can do. You, you, nice. you first started reading comics in 2010 and in 2023, you're full-fledged doing this as your vocation. <laughs> yeah. That yeah, is amazing. Thank it you. It is. Thank you. Yeah, yeah no, I mean, totally awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm really lucky. I'm, I'm really fortunate that I got this opportunity to pursue what I love. And so, so it's something that I'm really grateful. And now that I have this opportunity to, to start creating and, and doing everything that I wanted for comics, I'm taking full advantage of it and trying to do my best to get the books that I love out there. Oh, I can't. All right. Nice. I cannot wait to get into this a little bit more. Uh, I think, Will, we talked about this. Oh, yes, Will, go yeah. ahead. I, I do have one very important question. Um, you're a Marvel guy, so who's your favorite Marvel hero? Uh, it, it's Captain America. <laughs> ah, okay. Nice. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, I'm, I'm, not, I'm also, I'm, I'm not from the U.S., so you know that, that Captain America, it's not because of the like the national sentiment but i think it's it's a like a universal character and i i loved it i, I read a lot of avengers and he was like team leader back in the in the 2010s and um i love that i love the qualities that he shows and it's like a role model for me so i, I love the character and yeah it, it was like it, it's my favorite and that hasn't changed in in many years Oh, I think Captain nice. America is is what we as Americans think we'd like to be. And yeah. <laughs> I, th I think that's a wonderful thing. We we would like to be this. And I'm not going to say we are or we are not, but I'm I'm <laughs> certainly sure that we don't always live up to Steve Rogers uh uh ideals ideals yeah. and that's when he puts the shields on shield down and puts on a different outfit. Uh you know. <laughs> so um one thing, you know, putting putting the something down, we we lost one of the most consequential comic book artists in history this week. John Romita Sr. put his pencil down, and I just wanted to take one moment before we get into it to acknowledge the passing of probably one of the ten most influential creators in comic book history. Um, I, I saw Todd McFarlane, not a person who is um, shy about uh, saying that he's pretty good at something, speak about John Romita Sr. as the quintessential greatest Spider-Man artist of all time. And no disrespect to Steve Ditko, who created it. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, what, what John Romita did on those pages, uh, I mean, literally... <laughs> We might have messed it up by fridging people for the rest of all of our careers, but Gwen Stacy dying uh, <laughs> through that page and yeah. every single writer since then is like, oh my God, someone important has to die for my hero. And we might have taken <laughs> it too far, but uh, that's not John Romita Sr.'s uh, fault. Um, have, uh, have you run across John Romita Sr.'s uh, work, Oscar? Have you gone back as far? Uh, yeah, no, no, not really. I think that I, I got into comics like a bit later, so I'm I'm not that young. Well, I'm not that old either, but I'm not that young <laughs> to have uh, had like influence from him. And it's also because here in in, in Peru we got comics that were uh, like newer from from 2000s, 2010s. Right. But then when I started learning and 
discovering about all the important people in comics, the people that shape the industry. I uh, like certainly know the the impact that he had, and yeah, it's it's um uh, it was really sad because I know that there's a lot of people that grew up and have a lot like stories of of even meeting him or being inspired by him and creators that have all over social media saying that he was the inspiration. So I, I think about myself and the creators that inspire me and thinking that something happened to them would definitely be, be shocking and, and sad. And I know that he was one of the people that without him, we are not here today. So that's also also really cool to, to, well, and, to see. And his, and, yeah, his reach is is so profoundly large because he was art director and mm -hmm. he worked in the bullpen and all those artists would come through the bullpen and he would teach them and show them. I mean, so he, he's, he's such an important figure and he's certainly going to be missed. And Jimmy Paul Palmiotti had an amazing story about him on Twitter this week. And I actually ran into him. Um, I was at Jim Henley's universe in New York city just going to check and see what comics were out. Um, this was probably 2001, 2002. And there was a sign on the door that said, John Romita Jr., his son, is going for a world record at Planet Hollywood. Uh, what uh, He was going to draw Spider-Man's mask the most times any person has ever done it in a row, which is sort <laughs> of like, if you want to get a world record, what you need to do is invent something no one else has ever tried. <laughs> But so I guess I guess John Romita Jr. Um, and they were they were raising money for charity. Um, it, at, at, at young a young family member had uh, some medical issues that they wanted to raise money for, and he was going to be at Planet Hollywood for I think like forty eight hours just drawing Spider Man, and then other artists would come at times and do other commissions to raise money. And I was like, well, that's cool. One of my buddies, my roommate's birthday was coming up. He loves Spider-Man. And one of my other best friends, John Romita Jr., was his favorite artist. So I was like, I'll go over there and I'll grab two commissions. They were 25 bucks a piece. It was like a, a steal to get the artwork because, mm -hmm. you know, what they're, they're trying to get a bunch of people there. So I went through once and John Romita Jr., super cool, real nice, kind of a, kind of a, a, a big personality, John Romita Jr. Yeah. Um, and I can't remember the artist that was to his right drawing. When I went through the one time and you had to get back in line and, and wait another 45 minutes or an hour. So cool. Did it. And I come in and there's this older gentleman sitting there and he's got his pencil and he's drawn Wolverine. And I don't know if it was pointed out to me or told. I certainly wouldn't have known him by face. I'm watching John Romita Jr. draw Spider-Man. And his father, John Romita Sr., draw a Wolverine, <laughs> uh, a Logan commission. And, you know, we're just talking a little bit back and forth. And like I said, John Romita Jr. has this big, bombastic personality. He'd be really great at a party. And I just had this very genteel, kind, calm feeling from John Romita Sr. In, in five or ten minutes. You know, I, I don't know the man, I, you know. And I was just like, yeah. wow, he seems like such, like John Romita Jr., I really want to go have shots with him. <laughs> John Romita Sr., I think I kind of want to sit out in a park and just listen to the, the wind yeah. blow. 
with him. <laughs> and uh, when I read the stories of who the man really was, I really felt like that kindness and gentleness that I perceived seemed to be the real man. Oh, and also he's one of the greatest artists to have ever lived. You know, <laughs> so yep. rest in peace, yeah. Mr. Romito. We love you. We appreciate everything you did and, uh, and continue <laughs> to do for comics. So all we need, Oscar, is for you to leave a legacy the size of John Romita Sr. So, <laughs> can you promise that? Yeah, I'll try. I'll try my best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. We got Shani in the house. The show can start. So um, let's let's get into a little bit of a never-ending adventure. Now, is this your first comic that you've released, or have you had some other books out? Yeah, this is the the first one. I did a, a comic book last year. It was a five-page short story that I was used to, like a promotional comic book for my Substack page. So it was something small. It wasn't like something commercial, but it taught me how to make a comic book. I, I followed everything. I hired an editor. I worked with an artist, and every every step of the way to creating the product. And right now I'm part of an anthology from the, the Fractal Realms anthology from Limit Break uh, Comics in okay. Ireland. Uh, but this is uh, the first book, like a complete book that I'm publishing on my own. So yeah, this, this is like a, my, my debut work, uh, like a, a full story that has has uh, my, my own imprint on it. I. I, Will and I always give the advice to not do what we've done, and you have not done what we did, and we are so <laughs> happy to hear it. Will and I started out thinking that we had to do a 42 to 70 issue series to be <laughs> taken seriously, <laughs> and you did the smart thing. You did a five-page short, and now you're doing a one-shot. You're finishing things, and you're yeah. putting it out. That's <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Amazing. So, who gave you that yep. advice, or did that just come naturally? Uh no. I've I've talked to to many people, to creators. I I go to conventions and talk to people, and I, I don't remember exactly who gave me that advice. But yeah, my my idea behind making this story like a one shot is to show that I can do a a story that has a beginning, a middle, and an end. And also for the campaign, so people can support it and don't have to wait for issue two. And, and because I'm a new creator, maybe they think, oh, he's going to do like issue one, and maybe issue two is in one year, and issue three, and who knows, right? So, yeah, I, I think that I don't remember exactly whose advice it was, but it's something that I have like in, in my head. There's a lot of, of advice that I've been receiving over the, over the past uh, couple or three years. And it's something that I've uh, managed to, to learn while trying to get into this. And that's that's the cool part because when I say that I made the, the career change and I went into comics, uh, people uh, may assume that I was like blinded and I, I was like full on going with passionate feelings and going to do whatever I, I wanted. But uh, I think it was a, a planned decision. It was something that I meditated a lot and I'm, I'm trying to speak with many people to uh, do things right and try to avoid making mistakes that were already made by, the, by other creators, try to learn from, from the past. And <laughs> yeah, and, and so far it's, it's, it's good. It's, 
I think it's it's something that is working for me because I'm someone who likes to be organized. I don't like taking many risks. So even though this was a big risky decision, I had a solid um, base of knowledge and contacts and yeah, even even a financial uh, backup. So I had this this uh, possibility to chase this dream. No, that's gorgeous. Nice. Mm-hmm. Where did the press uh, to? Oh, go ahead, go ahead, Will. So uh, you know, it's are, are you planning or you know? I haven't read the entire page yet. Are you planning to release it in multiple languages? I mean, I, I obviously you know English is 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 how it's listed. I think on Zoop now. But do you plan to release it uh, also in you know, in Spanish or you know even any other languages? Yeah. Um... I think what I want to, to share with with using this question is that this campaign is going to be like like a US-based campaign, even though I'm from Peru, I'm working with an editor that's in the US. So for every intent and purposes, this is a US campaign. The book is in English and it's going to work as a, a US book. But the, the reality is that I'm, a, I'm someone from Peru and I want to also share that. And, and I, ha- I talked to... Um, an influencer here in Peru yesterday, and he, he asked the same question, are you going to release it in Spanish? And I, I wanted to say yes, but right now I'm doing it in English because I need to get the book funded. I need to finish the book. And once the book is finished, I will probably do a Spanish version. And the positive is that my, my first language is Spanish, so there's no need for, for translation. I can do it myself. And... Mm-hmm. Hopefully in the future, when I start publishing in the U.S., I can also publish it in Spanish. I know that DC has published some books in English and Spanish. So it's exciting. For me, it's, it's really exciting knowing that maybe someday I can do a book in Spanish and that it will be it will have sales in the U.S. But right now, as I want to break into the industry, into the American industry, I know that mm-hmm. is a big one. So everything is in English and I'm trying my best to share my ideas and everything in, in English so I can reach the, the correct audience. Yeah, no, that's nice. Great. So where did the story first uh, pop into your head? Actually, uh, wait, we haven't said what this story is. So <laughs> tell us yeah. what this story is. And then when did, where, where did it first pop into your head? Yeah, so this is a story that, well, it's about an aspiring creator. It's a very personal story, so you will see some resemblance, resemblance with my, my own story that, that I told you. So it's an aspiring creator that just made a, a career change, but it's now dealing with the consequence of, of his, own, his own actions. And I mean this in a way that when you go into what, what, what makes you happy, they always say, oh, you're going, if you are doing something that makes you happy, you're not going to work uh, in your life, you're going to be successful and and all that uh, beautiful stuff but the reality is that there's something else another issues fears and insecurities that arise when you take this leap of faith uh, and I wanted to show this in a in a story combining elements of fun of adventure of action that I loved in superhero comics the goofiness, the silly jokes and that stuff that makes it fun. But I also included the human side that's uh, about mental health, how to deal with this uh, fear of disappointing others, uh, insecurities, maybe you're not good enough, maybe 
if, if you fail in this and you left your other job, then what's next for you? So there's a lot of, of uh, anxiety in, in doing this this new new job, even though it's your passion, even though it's the thing you love. I love comics, but mm-hmm. here it's it's a, a different world and it's it's a scary. So yeah. this is a, the, the story of someone that is going through this journey. But I've told them in a way that it's funny, that it's that it contains a lot of action, a lot of fights against monsters, because I wanted to make it fun. And I wanted to show that this is this is a book that I put everything uh, of me into it. So it has the human side, the, the more like uh, thought-provoking side. But at the same time, it has the action, it has fights, it has monsters and everything that I love about comics. So yeah, at its core, this is the the quest of an aspiring creator looking for an idea. And this is your <laughs> first comic out there in full um, because you felt it was the best one to make a mark with or you just felt like it was formed beginning, middle, and end more than your other ideas? No, I think it was... Well, I was thinking about like what is going to be my, my big debut. And I think that this is something that really spoke to me. It's it's a way of showing myself like as a creator, people don't know me and, and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like coming in with a campaign and everything and not starting like small, maybe uh, I'm, I'm showing myself and I'm trying to get to, to people. So this story felt very personal. I put everything that I love about comics and, and the possibility of comics in, in this story. So I like the idea of having this be my my debut issue because it will show people who I am and what I want to bring to to the industry, what I want to bring to the table as a as a new creator, and I think it was the best one. I, I think uh, the the ideas came came really easily. I was just writing, I was being myself, and I love that because I think that this is a my my most personal work. I think I'm putting my soul into it, and I'm not sure I'm going to be able to do that again. Uh, in the future, like so, mm-hmm. so easily. And there was also this other advice that, that said that if you have a story that you want to tell and you think it's good, don't wait until until later. You just put yeah. it out there, go with it and, and don't wait like, oh, I'm going to do my, my like my debut work is going to be like uh, not so good, but maybe my next work is going to be like a nicer winning comic book. And I'm waiting. Mm-hmm hoping to that like so i don't want to pick so early but for me it was like if this is my pick then so be it i think that this is the story i want to share this is the story that will show people who i am and hopefully they will like it hopefully they will find something in there that will inspire them will uh they, they feel uh, represented by it so yeah i think that that this is the story that i wanted to put on the on the shelves my my pithy take to that is you know great thing about being a one hit wonder is you've had one hit so <laughs> there's 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 no reason not to try it but the the more serious one you know like will i like to joke with will and he knows this mm-hmm. is it always comes back to neil gaiman like uh, what what he has said kind of like goes through me and i just kind of like echo it mm-hmm. out because he's smart and i'm not but <laughs> he uh he said he got the idea to do the graveyard book when his son was like four years old and uh, he said, I'm not ready to write that. I'm just not good enough writer yet. And at eight, eight years, when his son was eight years old, he thought I should probably do the graveyard book, but I'm, I'm not good enough to write that yet. 
I'll wait until I'm good enough. And he said, 12 years later, I looked at my son who was 20 going on 21. And I said, I'm never going to be good enough to write this book. So I might as well start right now. Cause you're <laughs> don't wait until you're good enough. Cause you never will be just yeah. do, do that thing that, that feels right right now. And I, I, when you said that, I just, I was like, good, you're not being <laughs> Neil Gay. You know, he's smart, <laughs> but, but he could have the graveyard book out, you know, to, 12, 15 years earlier. So of course, yeah, then, yeah no, then we I wouldn't think have had other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's also true. I think that um, it's important that, you just do it and i i was and, and this is for everything in life not only for for your work but for everything i was waiting i was waiting like you said maybe i would need to study something i need to study at the university like creative writing maybe i need to wait until i'm established in the us or in canada because that's that's my plan i want to work i want to be there so i can work there uh so maybe i have to wait until i move there maybe i have to wait until i have like my, my kids and, and my family and we're established and we have a home and we have security and then I'll start writing a comic. But at the end of the day, the best thing is to just start writing because that passion that, that you have, when you start thinking about doing it seriously and you have the passion and you start writing the pages and learning stuff and being like really excited about it, that's the mm -hmm. best time to to just do it. And and it, it's uh, the reason why I'm all, also excited of finishing this book and having it ready and for people to read it because uh, I want to know if I'm good or if I'm bad. So, <laughs> but, but that's up to, to them and that's up to the, the community to decide. But right now for me, I'm doing my best. I've talked to people. They love the idea. They love my work. The people that have read the script, they are really excited as, as, as I am. So that's the, the best you can do because even if you study and everything and, and then they tell you you are bad, then what happened? Then your world gets destroyed because like I was preparing for this. This was supposed to be my, my break. I was supposed to be good. And maybe your book is a failure. And, and that's that's really sad. So I think the best is like doing it, just uh, creating a book. And if you need to get better, there's always a second chance, a third book. And you can, mm -hmm. yeah, you can be like uh, constantly putting out work and then something is going to pop. If you're, if you're good, if you are passionate, if you are showing your true colors to people, the audience will find you and they will like you what what you're doing so yeah, yeah. i think that the, the best thing you can do is start <laughs> no absolutely well, and, and I, go ahead and i would i would say too that you know nothing is ever really a failure as long as you learn something from it right yeah you know it's so you know just and and you're absolutely right just just do it and keep doing it you know how, how do you get into comics well you just keep making comics right mm -hmm. i mean <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, and, and there's also this like pressures of saying, are you a comic book writer if you have not been published by a major publisher? Are you a comic book writer if you if no one has read your work? But you are a comic book writer the moment you start writing a comic book, and that's that's all you need. So mm -hmm. if you start writing, then you are a writer, and in, in there's a moment and that someone will notice you. So if you tell a different story, like your own story, because no one is. There's not two people that are the same. If you tell your own story, if you put in your own words with your own education and experiences, someone will find it and say, oh, this is cool. And maybe some more people will start reading it. So that's yeah. the, the idea. Yeah. And and I, I, Josh Dahl, who did a, a, a comic called Rapid City about 10 years ago, he's 
he's he's popped out. I'm hoping he's going to come back in and finish that series. But he said once, and I thought it was so brilliant the way he put it together. He said, people on the tra trajectory say, I, I want to be a writer. And then they say, I am writing. And then eventually they say, I'm a writer. And we all have to, we all should realize that the moment, like you said, that mm -hmm. you're writing a comic script, you are a writer. But we all say, I want to be a writer. Yeah. And we get a like, little I'm more. An I'm an aspiring writer. <laughs> yeah. I'm an aspiring <laughs> writer. I'm trying to be this thing. And then when we get just a little more confidence, we say, well, I am writing. And then. <laughs> After all, you're like, like you, you realize, oh wait, no, no, I'm, I am a writer. I wrote something. It, like you said, it might suck, but mm -hmm. you're still a writer if the work isn't great. Because guess what? Nobody's always good. Somebody's gonna put some stickers out there, you know. Um, Even Neil Gaiman. <laughs> I, I haven't found them yet, but I'm sure they exist. <laughs> Will's out here with some fighting words, but um, no, I, I, I guarantee you, Neil Gaiman would say some of his stuff stinks. And, yeah, yeah, you know, possibly. Uh, but no, that's that's great. So I wanted to read because I really liked um, your your on your preview page on Zoo um, your story. So I just wanted to read it in case someone's listening to. A never-ending adventure is a one-shot of Mark Bear, a young Latino struggling to keep his head straight. A former corporate worker turned comic book writer. You're right, this does sound familiar. Uh, <laughs> Mark needs to think of a winning idea to make a living from his passion. But his undiagnosed ADHD disperses his thoughts and ideas, and the modern culture of fast stimuli doesn't help. Therefore, we will follow a day of his life trying to accomplish his goals by having great adventures, which include trips to his past and foreign lands. Will he be able to write a comic book by the last page? I thought that was just a brilliant <laughs> one one paragraph lead in. I, I read it to Will. I'm like, oh, I'm really cool. I'm really into this concept. So, thank you. Thank you. Um, so if you could pull up the page really quick, um, I'd yeah. love for you to kind of show us some of the artwork and... Uh, some of the things that that go and, and go with us. yeah and talk talk about the rest of the team you know yeah. that's uh yeah on the on the book with you yeah yeah i will share my <clears throat> my screen please mm -hmm. there we are and there it is awesome <clears throat> yeah so this is the the cover of the book and the the important part here is that we have a, a big team we have four art, artists working for for this book and what i wanted to accomplish with that is that as you you read in the description this is some, someone that's struggling with mental dispersion with what he thinks is adhd so he gets these thoughts and then he gets like another like a notification from of his phone or someone calls him or he gets distracted with something in the table, something that I've experienced and I've seen that there's other people experiencing it that you get these, these distractions and then you are talking like in, in some way you're talking about something and then you start talking about something completely different and you go in that and you are now in like a different world. So to show this, I had this like the main story of Mark, but 
there are some some things that happen and he gets distracted and start telling you different stories. And when this happened, the art style changes in the comic book. So that's why we have many artists. There's like these side stories where he starts thinking about something and gets carried away with that thought and talks about something that was completely different. But in the end, it's like he's having these different thoughts, but he's the same person. You can see that these are the same characters. It's not like a backup story or or uh, another story. They are stories within his own head. So what you think uh, will will show what you want to, to achieve. So these thoughts aren't random. These stories may seem like he's going nowhere, but in reality, this has, these uh, stories have something to do with what's going to happen in the book and with his life. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. when you think about something, maybe you're getting instructed, but it's because you're worried about something or it's because you're thinking about something else that you need to do like in the future or you want something. So these are stories that I, I changed the art style, but in a way that you know that this is the same person and it's not like he just jump or we just jump as a reader and we are in a completely different world. So now to, and, and that's important because you're going to see the pages and the, the art style is going to change. So right. I wanted to, to tell you that it's going to be explained in the book, but here it's like, it's going to jump out of nowhere. Yeah, so of course, yeah. And I wanted to have pages from each artist that is going to participate in the book. So you can get a taste of each of these side stories and, and their art style, because I think that everyone working here is so talented. I was fortunate enough to, work with four artists from different countries in the world and I learned a lot from them and they took these side stories that I gave them they loved the concept it was like a perfect match between the side story that I thought of and their styles mm-hmm. and yeah it all came together did you and find the artist say... or did your editor um uh, it was a uh, uh it both because we were we, we had the script ready and we started talking and searching in social media. And I remember saying, for example, oh, you, you think this art style, you, this artist is a good fit for this story. I remember he sometimes said, yeah, this, this is cool. And uh, then I re- also remember that there was like this ar- artist that we wanted for, for one of the side stories. And then we changed that. And now the artist is in another one of the, of the stories that fits uh, the, their styles in, in a better way. So it was a, it was a, a conversation with, with my editor and talking about like, we have these artists, check, check their styles. Is it good? Is it, is it good for this story? Maybe for the other story? And yeah, that, that matching eventually came together and it was great. And, and each artist, uh, when I gave them the story, I told them, hey, can you help me with these pages and, and this is going to happen and they told me oh that's perfect it's like it's so fitting for what i'm working on for for what i want to to share in comics for my art and yeah i think that it was a combined effort with me and, and devin the the editor you know i i have to say that uh you know oftentimes when you're doing indie comics getting 20 pages, 22 pages, 24 pages from an individual artist can be difficult. So the fact that you made different artists a feature instead of a bug mm-hmm. is brilliant. It's brilliant. I mean, yeah. it's it's awesome. 
Thank you. Thank Bravo. you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, for me, it, it's it's the, the experience of working with big teams. I think that's something that I love from my previous job was like managing teams and talking to many people. I think that uh, when you start creating, it can get lonely even because you're like writing the script, you're all, all, all alone. Then the good thing in comics is that you have an editor and, and a, a team behind the book, but I wanted to work with many artists. I wanted to learn as much as I could. I wanted to mix art styles and put them all together into a comic book. And for it to make sense, because in the end of the day, I could hire like 20 artists and each one does one page. And, but but mm-hmm. if it doesn't make sense within the story, it's like you're just doing it because you want to work with, with these artists. But I, I wanted to, so I found a way to put it in the book and for it to make sense, for it to add something to the story, which was really important to me. And... Yeah, that, that's that's something that I always like, like having many artists and combine their art styles and yeah, this opportunity to work with, with a, a big team. Mm-hmm. So, so if you could kind of go down the page and show us the pages and then introduce us to the the artists and do all of your artists do their own coloring or do you have a colorist that does the book? Yeah, each each one of them does their, their own coloring. And oh, I wow. think that's that's really cool. That's they are super talented and that's also cool because uh it makes their their style like complete. You you can mm-hmm. see that this artist is like completely there. It's everything from them and the colors influence a lot of, of the page. So yeah. It, it, it was cool. It was cool, and they they um, they told me that like that they can deliver the completed page. So I, I um, didn't find a, like a colorist or anything. That was like part of their their own style, and it adds a lot. The color you will see like the the different in in styles. The difference without the colors, maybe it wouldn't be as as, as obvious and as impressive. True. So here is. <clears throat> This is page one of the book. Uh, this is Vinicius Carreiro from Brazil. He's the the artist that is doing like the main story. This is like Mar, this is his dog. And you can see that this style is more like the action style. It has a lot of panels. It has, it's m- moving fast. It's really bright. So I love the, I love this page. I love his style. Like he, he has a, um, he likes doing action superheroes and he has like all this background doing that, that type of books. So here it's like he went all in with the action. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but, but you can see the dialogue, like this is like, like funny, like he's, this is a, a person that is being himself, uh, which is uh, something that's cool because you see that this is like a really a light, a lighter tone. This is like fun and, and like I mentioned, like a superhero, but at the same time, it's someone that you will see. And for what I've told you, you know that he's struggling with stuff. And there's a lot of times where we struggle with things and we just put a, a like smile on our faces and we start cracking jokes and being like the clown, right? But the clown is, you. there's always like wrong with something wrong with the clown because <laughs> they are trying to project something. And But you know that this person has a lot of anxiety and he's trying to like uh, show that he's cool and and come on man this is my show you don't have to call me out that hard (laughs) (laughs) yeah so here for example he grabs a a lightsaber and 
what I, I, I loved about the, the, the book is that I got to play with a lot of, of the tools of, of other characters. Like these are fun Easter eggs that I wanted to put there because this person is someone that is passionate about comic books. So he knows a lot of references. He's going to start making a lot of comments that I think people in the community, people that read a lot of comic books are going to enjoy. And yeah, that's that's a cool part. Here, this it's, is page two. It's great yeah. you talk about how you want to have a fun comic book. And on page one, you have a conjoined twin octopus attack, a talking <laughs> dog, and a laser sword. I'm saying a specific <laughs> word just so nobody gets sued. And, you know, like on page one, like that is just F you fun. Uh, and like, like F you, we're going to have fun. So that's a, that's a great hook. Yeah, yeah, it's like uh, we start strong here. Yeah, yeah. So here it's like more fighting. This the fight continues, and this is all fighting and posing and 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 this like cool panel of just a kick and people kicking butt. So it is the fun, is the coloring, and this like page two is the start of a book. This is how the the story begins. But here, for example, this page, you see that the tone is completely different. Mm -hmm. This is like mm -hmm. the first side story. This is by Terry Suska from Italy. And here it's like Mark got a message from his girlfriend. And yeah, he's telling you that's a new character. And let me tell you about her. And now he's talking about something that completely different. This, this He wasn't planning on telling you this, but uh -huh. he got a message <laughs> and he got distracted. And because he got distracted, the style changed. This is a more medieval style. This is like she's a fairy. This is an ogre. This is like a medieval town. Even the the, the lettering is like a scroll, and the colors are are different. And you see this. Do you, you can see. Yeah. Do you have a consistent letterer throughout the entire book, or do does this story lettered by a different letterer? Um, the letter here is uh, Benicius from from the page, the previous pages. The artist that letters her own work is is coming later, but yeah, this is this okay. Vinicius, and I think it's cool because he did this like like this these details with the rocks and the stars yeah. and and it it was it was cool because if I told you that the the artist lettered this, you may believe that that's true. <laughs> the, 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 he he even it though fits he didn't it do so that. Well. Yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. It, it he he caught this this style. And added the letters with the scrolls and the colors and like the, the small stone like winking and it's it's so much fun it's, and it it was perfect with with the art the art is just uh, amazing for this like this medieval story this is a, an actually an allegory for immigration so we are going to see like this beautiful land that was destroyed by by someone that came with empty promises and. Yeah, that's that's what happens here, here in, in Latin America. So this is a, a way that I like like everything in this book. It's like I'm putting human stories, but in fun ways uh, that that remind me of comic books. Because if, if this were like everything human, I can do that. And I think I will do that in the field, like tell human stories that don't have any fantasy and that. But as I mentioned, this is a, a personal book and I wanted to put everything that I loved. And it was like, I had this idea of putting this like a medieval stuff and I, I didn't hold back. I wasn't planning like, oh, but this makes sense in the context. So maybe this, this, this can be told in a human story. It's the same, but I wanted to have creators. I wanted to have like fairies. I wanted to have a castle. So 
I put that <laughs> and I think that it works because you can see that this is a completely different uh, tone of the first pages, like the action and, and everything. And it's so smart because editing shouldn't take place when you're first writing. Editing should take place after it. If you want yeah. castle and fairies in it, you should write it. <laughs> and then, you know, wake up, sober up, look at it <laughs> and be like, oh, wait, my castles and fairies don't fit here and take them out. Or, yeah, they Make do. Sure. They do fit. So it's yeah. so great that you didn't you didn't constrain yourself on your first draft and you let yourself go crazy. And then, you, you know, don't, don't hold yourself back, you know, edit later. That's, that's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, as I mentioned at the, like in the end of the day, this, this all works because you will see that these stories are told this way for a reason and everything is happening here for, for, a reason that is going to impact the character later, as I mentioned, and and we all know because we we all think that if you are thinking about something, it, it's troubling. It's in there. It's in the back in your head. It's it's saying something. So if he's telling you this story, it's because of something. It's because uh, something is going to happen, and and he has that in in his brain. So it's important. And this is like the second side, side oh, story. Oh, jeez, yes. I, I definitely nice. see a different art change. That is gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, this is by Mary Landro from Canada. She did the, the, letter, the lettering here. Okay, guys, but... if you're listening to the podcast, you got to go to the YouTube page and look at this page. <laughs> this is amazing. Yeah, this is like... Uh, well, the other she's... stuff was cool, but this is like a different like level of... Mm -hmm. This is a, a different story. She's... Uh... She's like a, she's focused on doing dark fantasy and gritty stuff, like dark stuff, and this is like they are in a, in a like a, a like a different world. They are in, in a world that is it's comprised of many worlds. So here you can see like a dragon. Here's the forest. This is like at the surface of this planet, the ocean. You can see the space and and it's very detailed. I wanted to do this shot. I wanted to show like this is like this is something that is. Like he's traveling, he's knowing this place, and it's important. It's like it's it's a uh, detail for a reason. But you can see, and something that, that someone else pointed out that you know that this guy is Mark, and that this dog is the same dog that was in the previous mm -hmm. pages. So no right. one, no mm -hmm, one is going to jump here and think, oh, is this another character? Is this like another yeah. dog? So, and and that's right. what I loved about how they everyone did the, their own pages. But we had like the design of, of, of Mark and and they nail it and you can see that this is the same character. You you I, I don't think that hopefully no one will think that we just changed to another character. No, and no. even so you have like no, the dialogue is even out of yeah. context you can tell. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yep. Because the dialogue is uh -huh. moving forward, so it's the same person talking talking about what happened next, right? Mm -hmm. So here they were swallowed by the surprise tech and now they are here, like in a different world. So, yeah, this is with creators. It's a tavern. It has a completely different uh, style from from before. This is not medieval, and, and the art changes. So you see that he's, we, he's you had a you had a Brazilian artist first, an Italian artist second. <laughs> uh, where is this artist from? Uh, she's from Canada. Okay, oh, cool. Yeah, and this is like the the third and last side story. Well, this looks this exactly like the last page. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is from from Amalas Rosa from Germany. 
um, uh, when we saw her style, we knew that she was perfect for doing a, a, a trip to memory lane. This is something that is human. This is a, like a neighborhood. Um, she does stories that are between real people with real life problems. And as he's going back to his own memory, his, his childhood, this is like as, as human as it gets. And here you see that first it was less medieval and then it was like dark fantasy. But here is it, it could be like a book about him. And well, besides the talking head, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the floating in there. A, a floating talking dog head does bring it a little bit into the comic realm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but here it's like we have a lot of dialogue. He's talking about even capitalism and the and the, the stuff of ideas and what makes an idea and why he's traveling to to see his his past self, talk to to like his his him as a child what's so, incredibly incredibly interesting about this page and her artwork and you know i i doubt you'll have this answer it really looks especially in the coloring like mobius except with a true sense of architecture you know the buildings look like real buildings not the crazy space age <laughs> mobius yeah. buildings mm -hmm. but but the color work and and the it's it's as if Mobius drew real buildings, you know, and it's gorgeous. Yeah, that's that's what I was gonna say. It has a really European. Yeah, look I've been told that before. Like, like mm -hmm. you can see the European style here, and it's it's cool because she's Will, from Europe. Will's so. not super great with geography, so he didn't, you know, he doesn't really know where Germany is. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're we're gonna work on that with him. Uh, we, we've been trying. We've been trying. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So this you can see the like the difference in in our and here it's like it is another page from Vinicius. We are back to the fighting. We are back to the yeah. to the, mm -hmm. the comic book stuff and where where he excels. And here is a fun Easter egg that well I told you who my favorite hero is, so I have oh, to I include something it. like this. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this is fighting. This is like a creator. This is a big black ball of energy and and yeah, oh. this is this is back to to the fighting to. The comic book stuff. This is this is a word someone or creator that I thought I call him the void. So it's like a, the representation of of nothing, of having an empty mind, of having no ideas, of just nothing, like mindless scrolling TikTok for for hours, <laughs> nothing, like <laughs> so, the opposite the opposite yeah. of creation. <laughs> so you, you're newer to comics, and Captain America is your favorite character. Do you know why his shield is uh, round? I think I know the story, but I have to to like do do some memory, and well, then with the pressure of answering, I don't think I can do that. <laughs> basically, they created this character, Captain America. They gave him a very regular shield, and he went out there and. Somewhere after issue one, somebody came to him and said, you know, there's already a character named The Shield. With The Shield, you're going to get sued. Oh, and yeah. <laughs> um, the next issue, they drew The Shield circular, so they didn't get sued. And then I think it was Kurt. Was was it Kirby, Kirby. On, on Captain yes, America? Yeah, Simon and Kirby. Yep. And he, he realized, well, if it was circular, he could throw it and it could bounce. And all these amazing things that <laughs> Captain America can do with his shield came into being only because they didn't want to be sued for having yeah. a regular shield. So it's like that, <laughs> that beautiful accident of, 
of doing something just because you had to and then coming yeah. up with all these amazing creative uh, uh, ways to use the shield. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. That's cool. That's cool. I think, well, uh, here I, I, I'm not sure, but I, I think that it was Stan who, who proposed uh, like throwing the shield. I think like he did a, oh. a story that was like a text. It wasn't even a comic book. Like it was a, like a text type of story where Captain mm -hmm. America yeah. threw the shield. I think I have that like in in the back of my head. I, but... I wouldn't be surprised. I think I think there's a Stan was a great showman, and so a lot of people kind of think that's all he was. I mean, if you read those old Stan comics, there's a reason his comics jump off the page. He's creative mm. and he's fun. And yes, he took a lot of credit for a lot of artists' work, but also those artists' work are often the best when they're working with Stan as well. So, uh, you know, I don't ever want to take anything away from anybody uh, who, who built this, who, mm -hmm. who, who, who built the ground that we're, we're standing on. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so those are the, the preview pages I had for, for the book. And I think he gives the, the, the readers uh, an idea of, Everything they are getting into, as you saw, we had mm -hmm. fights, but we also had these pages where he just talks and thinks and shares ideas. And this is this is this is a perfect for showing this book mm -hmm. and and showing like if you want to to read the book because you want to see fights and you want to see someone punch this guy, then you get, get the book. Yeah, you can. You will probably get it, and and that's cool. If you want to see someone struggling with his own mental health and trying to pursue his passion via traveling to his own past and like like this introspective journey into who he is and what he wants to do you have that too so that's, that's awesome that's cool and and this is like exactly what makes me a creator what makes me uh, a writer and i wanted to put all of that and here in the preview pages you have like a, a perfect glimpse of what you're going to get but be sure that there's going to be a lot of surprises. It's going to be really deep. We're, mm -hmm. we're getting into this character. You're going to uh, learn a lot about who Mark is. And it's going to be a, a cool journey. And I think it's it's awesome to have this question. Is he going to be is he going to write a comic by the end of the of the comic? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's the main the main thing. So here you can see he's fighting like a big monster, but this guy is a creator. This guy is one. Just wants to write a, a comic book. Well, I've got some. I've got a cool compliment to all of your artists. I would. I had got the screen up larger so I can see it because my eyes are getting old and and bad. <laughs> Shawnee put in a comment during your talk, and I don't know. I I literally can't tell you which <laughs> artist she's complimenting because she just said those colors are fantastic <laughs> and i honestly feel like that could be a compliment that is exactly true for all four of your artists the colors of all <laughs> yep. four were gorgeous you know awesome, that, awesome. you know i i mean you, you don't bring up mobius often with an artist as an insult uh, the, yeah. <laughs> bird, the bird with your Canadian artist and the solar system was incredible. You're, you're I mean, the, the octopi or is an octopus if there's one with two heads? I'm not <laughs> sure. Like the colors <laughs> pop super great on the void page. And, and then, you know, the, uh, the, the 
I'm 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 kind of missing one, but that the colors on that were awesome too. So I don't know who she's complimenting, <laughs> and that's a compliment to the entire book. Yeah, thank mm-hmm. you. Thank Absolutely. You. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm really proud of 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 them. Um, I knew that they were super talented, but seeing the work and seeing like each page, the colors brings the life to the page and. And helps you see like the difference between a style, but also how wonderful each of their styles are. Mm-hmm. Okay, I've got I've got the answer. She says, um, "I said it for the first page shown, but my statement can and does apply to them all. Stellar art- artwork all around." Thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah, they are they are pros at what they are doing, and I'm I'm happy to have worked with them in in my first book. Uh, last uh, when I made my first my five-page story. I also work with an artist that was really cool. I think that there's a lot of artists out there like that maybe someone needs to shine a light on their work. Hopefully that's me if I get enough uh, people there. But I'm 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 loving this. I'm loving this opportunity of working with such talented people and I'm just starting. So that's awesome. No, no, it's great. It's nice. it's exciting. I don't know. So uh, uh, to tell everybody a uh, little backstage stuff, um, I don't know about anywhere else. I think probably this is true. Florida, mm-hmm. it was 83 degrees Fahrenheit at 8.30, feel, and it felt like 94 at 8.30 at night. So wow. I had my AC pumping way late, and Will said, Kevin, turn your AC off, and I'll, <laughs> I'll go through it. So I need to ask a question. Did you tell them about the explain yourself bump? No, I didn't get a chance. We had to okay. go on quick. So. Okay, so so this is super important. We're gonna explain to you a, you know, it's explain yourself. We're gonna explain ourselves. Yeah. There's something we call the explain yourself bump, and what that is is from the beginning of the show until the end of your crowdfunding campaign, we take credit for every single backer and every single dollar that comes to your your project. <laughs> We don't ask for a percentage, right? We don't yeah. ask for a percentage, we, but we take credit for it. We just but take yeah. this is your first project ever. Uh, I'm taking credit for your entire comic career. Well, <laughs> it's fair, right? I, sounds reasonable to me. So in, in twenty in, in twenty or thirty years, when 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 oscars the neil gaiman or the john ramita senior and everyone is talking about you will and i are just going to be sitting back <laughs> on yep we yep. did that <laughs> no yeah i'm 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 excited for that and 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 yeah rest rest assured that i won't i won't forget about the people that gave me these opportunities to to show myself to talk about my craft and to, to talk to, talk to me because as, as I said I'm, I'm just starting but I've got the opportunity to, to work with such talented artists and also uh, members from the community as, as yourself as other people that I've met in in social that have helped me that tell me like oh come here we can talk about it I can promote you I can help you I can share it and it's really cool and it feels awesome to to join a community that it's so passionate and each one of us wants to see everyone succeed, mm-hmm. so I love that. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I have like a, a, a place where I'm writing down each of my interviews just because it's like I'm so proud of me getting this. Like, 
one of the experiences of being a creator uh, after writing and creating the book is promoting it and showing yourself and letting people know you because sometimes the book is really good but you don't have the exposure and mm -hmm. and and it, it often gets like uh, forgotten so I'm I'm really excited for for people to know about this and I'm really thankful for people giving me the opportunity to talk with them and I'm having a blast <laughs> so no. yeah yeah yes yes I'm just like having fun I'm 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 enjoying my time here. That's that's awesome. awesome. And, okay, so we, uh, Dave says, well, I just backed, and because I just now saw it on the show, so <laughs> Thank one you. backer, Thank you, so much. you can fairly take credit. For. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, told you guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I mean, fairly, we usually can take credit for three, four, five, but we do yeah. <laughs> unfairly take credit for everything. And you know what? Yeah. That's that's you know uh, that's you. you you don't have to pay for a ticket to go on this ride, but that is what Will and I, uh, <laughs> we, we, we force people to accept, but yeah, no, no. But, and, and I think, uh, in, in all seriousness, I think that it, it's something like it's fair. It's at least it's like, um, you can be proud of, of, of this because you are having all of these creators here and they are sharing their work. And as you said, if, if I have the, the luck and with the talent and put work, putting work, and I get big, I will say I this is because of, of, of you guys, of people on, on socials that have given me these opportunities to to be myself, to show my work. And yeah, yeah I think that everything like this these uh, opportunities, like talking to someone, answering a DM and retweeting something, it, it builds on the mm. on the career, especially right now that we live in a time that you can do a campaign, you can self-publish like two three successful campaigns and then probably a, a publisher like a small indie publisher is going to call you and and then you start growing your career so it it's directly it's like you started on on self-published you you they helped you boost your campaign and your campaign is successful and then thanks to that you get something bigger so mm -hmm. i think that the, the whole marketing the whole uh talking to people it's super important for getting out there, especially as, as newer creators. And for me, it's like I'm from another country. So getting in there was really hard, like uh, being physically there. So these opportunities to talk, to connect with people in social media, they are priceless. So, yeah, thank you guys for, for having me and for helping all of us aspiring creators or Dude, writers. We, we get we get so much out of it, too. I mean, we, we get we get new books that we probably wouldn't have heard. Of. I, I don't, I, I need to start going through Zoop. Like I go through Kickstarter. I need to build that into my habit. Um, you know, I might've missed this and, you know, Will and I talk about, we want to try to fertilize as many crowdfunding platforms mm -hmm. as we can. We both are on Kickstarter. We both love Kickstarter. But I would rather have a great Kickstarter and a great Zoop and a great crowdfunder and a great backer kit than just have a great mm -hmm. Kickstarter. Um, because yep. who knows who's going to buy Kickstarter, you know, on a whim. Oh, yeah. A year from <laughs> now. I, you know, I, I, <laughs> I, I think we all know what I'm. Uh, hinting, <laughs> um, you know, so it's it's nice to have multiple platforms that are thriving. So, you know, it was also great to know that we had a Zoop campaign to talk about because it's, mm -hmm. you know, 
I, I really want Zoop to to do well as as well. I don't want I don't want Zoop to take Kickstarter down. I want Zoop and Kickstarter yeah. to do great. Yeah, because and, the, kit and crowdfunder and yeah, yeah all exactly. of them. Exactly, because <laughs> at the end of the day, it's like the more projects we have that pro produce great comics from creators that are uh, diverse, that I can, can share their stories from around the world, the better. So mm -hmm. it, it's cool. It's cool that I think that Soup is like building this community and they are slowly growing to to be, yeah, like maybe not as big as Kickstarter, but they are putting some great books out there working with excellent mm -hmm. creators. I was really, really excited when I saw my project next to some some big creators campaigns that have done like 10K plus uh, in funding. And yeah, it's, it's, it's really cool. It's really cool. And I think that they betting for my campaign as a new creator and putting me in there. And and I'm, I'm like in soup. You can see my, my campaign next to established creators was it, so was that it, was really um, melina has an art book going right now right yeah 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 i mean one of one of the the best artists did we lose you kevin we may have lost kevin i can hear <laughs> you <laughs> Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, but but you know, like yeah, you're you're right next to one of the best artists of of the current generation, you know, and that's that's got to feel good. And um, mm -hmm. but basically, it's midnight my time. My computer just got tired. Um, <laughs> I I think let's can you do just a quick thirty second pitch in case someone just came came to watch live we're going to give out the podcast as well for people to listen to actually cool. we've got a quick comment um eberenson says my artist and i have um have crowdfunded two different series the first is up to issue 13 and the second is up to issue four as well as several anthologies that's bravo that's really cool that's yeah. Bravo. Yeah. yeah that's the dream yeah 13 issues and four anthologies. That's about tw 24, 25 issues of comics. That's incredible. So, yeah. well, on your next one, reach out to Will or I, and we'll, we'd love <laughs> to talk about it. So um, uh, we we have, we I kind of like these when we just have one creator that we can just deep dive, but, but I also kind of like it when we've got four people mm -hmm. and, and we can learn about a bunch of things too. So, so reach out when you uh, for your next campaign, and we'll we'll try to talk about it. Um, but okay, so uh, a quick pitch: if you said you can't really get to too many conventions in the states, but let's just say <laughs> SuperCon here in Miami, you know they probably are watching the show. They're probably <laughs> going to email you and send you a first class <laughs> ticket, give you a booth right next to you know I don't know. Uh, Adrian Palicki, you know, like you're going to be next to the big stars. So somebody walks past your booth uh, in 30 seconds. How do you get their their interest in this comic? Yeah, I think that the best way is to tell them that this is a book that mixes the fun stuff of superheroes. We have action, we have adventure, we have an epic quest that is done by an aspiring comic book writer that just started his career. But he's going to struggle with mental health issues and the consequences of making a life-changing decision. So this is a very personal book. This uh, will show you like the, the 
a journey that hopefully will serve as an inspiring or as a cautionary tale for everyone that wants <laughs> to make a life-changing decision, not only getting into comics, but any type of decision. And hopefully uh, people will read it and enjoy the story, enjoy the fun, but also enjoy thinking about deep stuff. And also, as, as, as I wanted to point out, this is a book made by a Peruvian creator. So there's going to be some, some talks about Latino representation and the Latino approach to mental health. So you will learn about it and you will see like a human story that is going to be mixed with the fun of superhero comic books. All right. Well, I'm going to nice. tell you, I am excited. Uh, you know, like I've told some creators kind of in the background, there, there have been some issues with some costs around me. So I am backing um, at a much lower uh, price point than mm -hmm. I was three months ago. But I am certainly grabbing this book because I need to have it on my shelf. I need to read it. So um, uh, I, I'm excited. It's it's very unique and uh, creative, and I, I can't wait to to see what it is going from page one to to the end. Uh, you know, but out of context, it looks fabulous. So thank you, thank you. Yeah, it's it's going to be so exciting. This is this is uh, something that I've. Like I mentioned, and I like to mention this because it's something that I want people to know that I put everything of me. Like this is something that it that addresses like like a child's dream. It's not about like the the making money of comics that will come later. Mm -hmm. But right now, <laughs> this is a pure passion project. This is a someone that puts his soul into the page, and hopefully, people would see it and recognize it as a as this type of book because. This, this book doesn't come uh, like, they are like rare. It's rare mm -hmm. that you see someone exposing it. That's what I wanted it to be my first. But as I, as I told you earlier, I'm not going to do this for every book because that's impossible. It's like, you can't you can talk about life-changing decisions like every three months because you don't take this kind <laughs> of decisions. This is like- I Unless you're want, quitting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unless after your first I'm book you're coming. like F this and you're walking out the door. You can do you can do one you can do one book that is just yeah, 24 I'm, pages of you just I'm, like <laughs> the reboot, the reboot, the, the, the ending adventure. Oh, the adventure just ended. And that's that's uh, part two. Well, I'm gonna tell you, I don't have uh too much uh Spanish that doesn't involve making sure that someone who can't speak English can eat or get drunk. I have what I call <laughs> restaurant Spanish. I can, I can get you fed. I can get you drink. Uh, cerveza, agua caliente, agua frío, uh, papa fritas, uh, pollo, a hamburger. That's my Spanish. I can get you fed or drunk, one or the other. <laughs> but we do have a comment that I'm going to put up for you. And yeah. Uh, I, I hope it. I hope it's a compliment. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. No, he's saying that <laughs> <laughs> we need more creatives of the Latin American culture for for getting the the fans in the U.S. And yeah, I'm I'm really excited. I, I, I yeah, it's important to carry your passion in what you are creating. And yeah, thank you so much. I I want to answer in English so yeah. you, you all can understand. <laughs> but yeah, I I'm really excited to to show my stories, but also. I'm I'm doing everything that I'm doing as kind of thinking what would I uh, love having when I was like a small child and then growing up 
wanting to be a creator, wanting to get into comics. So I wanted to show like the, the, that here in Peru and, and especially in places that are far from the U.S. that need to like break into the American industry and we can't go there like so easily. We have to get visas. We have to travel fra from far uh, away. So I want to show that there's a lot of creators from around the world that are showing his, their ideas, want to create stories and they have different backgrounds and it's cool to have this, this type of ideas. And, and obviously I want to uh, represent my, my culture, I want to represent Latin Americans. And I want to create this type of, of like representation where it's not only about the, the Latinos that live in the US, mm -hmm. but also from the Latinos around the world because we are not all the same. So it's important to learn from people from other, other places. And I think that I'm, I'm taking this to the US because I know this is like the, the main uh, uh, structure of the comic book industry. This is like, you need to be, if you want to live of doing comics, and I've been discussing this with, with Peruvian creators even, uh, there's some Peruvian creators that work for Marvel. So unfortunately, I would love to do comics in my country, but that's that's almost impossible so if i want to live of comics i need to do them in the u.s but if i'm going to do them in the u.s i'm not going to lose myself i'm not going to sell out my culture or my identity i'm going to go and show myself as i am and as i said if you do that if you're honest if you're passionate people will see it and they will learn from you they will follow you they will they will see you and this book like i said this is my debut book so this is the best way so that people can see me as a creator, as a comic book fan, as a comic book writer, as someone that's been passionate about this and wants to go into the industry and make stuff happen. So I'm really excited. Well, I, I don't know awesome. if Will and I really get to say this, but just to make sure it's heard, welcome. Thank you. Yep. We are, <laughs> Thank you so much. We are so happy to have you as part of the community. Thank you. We, we we are not the people who open the doors or shut them <laughs> on people, but it's it's super exciting to have somebody of your passion and Thank obvious you. creativity so making comics. And we're I'm yep. really glad we got to meet you tonight. Thank you. Thank mm -hmm. you. Yeah. Thank thank you. Thank you guys for, for for doing this. And it was glad meeting you because I think here it's not about like who opens the door and who gives you like we were talking about earlier, like who gives you the title of comic book creator, right? Or right. comic book writer. So I think that if there's people that are interested in my work and they are supporting me and they are and they want to follow me, that's that's all I want. Like I, I want people to see my job and see my work and discover the stories that I'm I'm showing. And I'm also excited to to collaborate, uh to to talk to people and yeah, also kind of so in my short experience by trying to give back the support that I've gotten from the, the community, from people and socials and people that have helped me so much. And I want to to encourage that, right? So it's not about me like breaking in. I, I also want to help other people like, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, you did mention uh, socials and so where could somebody follow you and what, what are you most active on? Yeah, so right now I'm really active on Twitter. So I'm at, like you say, you see here my handle, it's at OscarOM29. I've been posting a lot about the campaign. I usually post about comics that I like. I try to retweet and talk to creators and 
right now I'm more active. Uh, I think that like six months ago, I was kind of a lurker, but right now I've been uh, like gaining some confidence and trying to write people and say like, oh, it's nice, it's cool, right? So because I know that a message can lift you up. So I'm I'm there. I'm on I'm also on Instagram, but that's like like a more personal aspect of me. And I have a, a Substack uh, blog. It's oscarwins dot substack dot com. And there I'm going to I'm, I'm already writing each every two weeks. And I think that it's a great time to to follow me in there, join the, the community because. As I'm putting out work, I'm also sharing behind the scenes. I'm also sharing uh, the ideas behind the pages, behind what I did in the script, why I made that decision, maybe some tips about um, why I'm doing the things that I'm doing and the way I'm, I am doing them. Mm-hmm. So I think that's that's something that I wanted to do. Like I've like for for a long time, I wanted to share this kind of of knowledge to people. And right now that I'm doing a comic book, that I'm doing a campaign, I think that I've gathered some knowledge, especially to creators that are hesitating about publishing their first book, contacting people. Uh, how do you work? Do you need an editor? Do you not need an editor? So all that stuff, I think that uh, those were questions that I had a couple of years ago, a year and a half ago. And I'm will. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to start sharing my experiences and hopefully someone like the new creative, some people uh, from here from Latin America will see the blog and say, oh, that's great. He's from Peru and he's doing it and maybe I can do it too. And mm-hmm. that's that's awesome. So I'm, I'm trying to share as much as I can for people to to take this knowledge and, and use it to make more comics. And if enough people do, then maybe your statement that you can't do it in Peru won't be true in 10 years or 15 years yeah, or 20 years. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. Yeah, I think that I have plans. I, I don't want to to leave my country and not do anything, like, because I'm going to, like, representing my country. So now that I'm more into the industry, learning more, talking to creators here as a creator, mm-hmm. I, I want to take, a, like, a bigger part into trying to do something here. And I'm promoting my book and I'm also promoting as I said right so follow me talk to me and we can make some we can make stuff happen we can build a community because I think that we lack a lot of stuff here uh, but one of the things is that there's not many opportunities for creators so hopefully I will try to to make it big and raise some funds and something and then come here and try to uh, help creators, maybe even the language is a barrier to for working with the people at the US. Mm-hmm. Maybe they don't have they, they are just they, they don't have the information, something as, as easy as that. And I think that making a comic book is hard, but it wasn't impossible. And I think that with the right resources, with the right set of mind and the right uh, ideas, we can help Maybe not create like a big industry here, but at least get some of these creators to work for for the U.S. And if enough of us work and get money and build something, then we can create like our own publisher or I don't know. <laughs> this is like yeah. a, like a long term dream, but I'm... hopefully I can make something for 
for readers here, readers in other places in, in Latin America and try to, to get comics to as much people as possible because mm-hmm. this this is about me spreading what I love. I think that if you love something, it's like you can shut up about it. So for me, it's <laughs> comics and it has, it has always been comics. And right now it's like writing comics is my way of still talking about comics. So yeah, that's that's what I want to do. <laughs> Well, I, I want to say good night, but I, I want to reiterate something you just said that I think was amazing. <laughs> Making a comic was hard, but it was not impossible. And yep. I think that is so, it is so what I think Will and I are trying to to say to the the people who who want to do this. It is hard. It is work. It is not impossible. It is certainly within your ability to make this happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I just love that it it was hard, but it's not impossible. So mm-hmm. and and I think most most stuff is true. Like uh, you know what, I was never going to blame the NBA. The NBA was probably impossible for me. <laughs> but but most other things in the world. It might be hard, but it's not impossible. So, Oscar, it was it was fabulous meeting you. Will always great to talk comics. Um, yeah. And uh, I guess just just leave it with uh, you know said said goodbye to somebody I barely knew, John Romita, this week, and said hello to Oscar, who mm-hmm. starting to get to meet. And uh, we just I think I speak for Will. We appreciate you coming on and and meeting yep. us. Thank you. Yep. Thank you so much to, to you guys and to people in, in the chat. I yeah. think that it's great to, to see the the passion in the community. And I'm really excited to just keep keep growing so I can meet more people. And I'm really happy. I think that even though it's, as I am saying in my book, even though you have like the fears and, and the anxiety and everything that, that can go wrong. And I don't know if it's going to go well, but at least... I'm I'm doing it. I'm trying to do it, and I'm excited to meet more people and bond over what we loved, which is comics. Mm-hmm. Yep, All right. absolutely. Awesome. Great to meet you. Good night, everybody. Oh, everybody in the chat. Thank you so much. Bye bye. Bye.